Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott wyden Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 34. My name is Scott wyden Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, so <laughs> uh, it's actually warm today. Is it warm up there in, in, in Massachusetts? Yeah, surprisingly, we got dumped with snow, of course, <laughs> to all of our non-snow listeners. It's a fun time. That was last yeah. weekend. And now it's like 50, so we're all out in t-shirts yeah. and shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, hopefully this means winter is ending and, and uh, you know, spring is here. We'll mm. see. Yeah, you um, never know around here. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a really good episode. This is going to be a, probably a shorter episode, just like the last one was. Um, we are going to talk about how your company, Photoscribe, was acquired by Shoot.Edit, who is outsourced post-processing and, and a few other things. Um, the, the biggest in the industry, um, the best in the industry for it. And uh, we're going to talk about what it means for photographers that Photoscribe is now... Um, a product of shoot.edit. So uh, before we dig in, anybody who's listening, if you want to, uh, you know, r- uh, read up with the show notes, if you miss anything, um, please, any, th- any air things we link to, like what we're going to talk about in the WordPress uh, photography related news, show notes are at imagely.com slash podcast 34. This is uh, an episode where you're probably going to want to reference things. Um, and you'll see why. Um, <laughs> as, as we get into it, um, but but yeah, so so be sure to check out the show notes for for links. Um, so before we dive into what the acquisition means for photographers, let's talk about some uh, some news. Yeah. So one of my favorites that I've been playing with is for anybody who wants to preview the upcoming content blocks feature that's coming in WordPress. There's now a public preview available. Now it doesn't. Fully function 100%, but you'll get an idea of what, how it's going to be, how you can move things around, how you can add images in certain places and text and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if you're familiar with the Medium blogging platform, which is a company that's owned by Twitter, then or the same, same people behind Twitter, uh, then you would uh, recognize where the WordPress community is going with the content blocks feature. Oh, I didn't know. Right so now, th- did they pull from that or is it just a no, similar interface? No, it's just a, it's just sort of uh, it, one of those inspiration points. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look anything like Medium, but it is very similar in how they're doing it. Um, in the functionality like how, part. Yeah, the functionality part. Um, it is very pretty how they're doing it. But again, right now, the the this prototype isn't fully functional. You can't add new content blocks in the live demo. You can only edit what's already there. Yep. Um, so, but you can see what it's going to look like when you go to add new things. So So what's really content blocks are, we should say, like, we talk a lot about, uh, the drag and drop sort of systems that you can put on a theme or put in WordPress. So they're actually trying to do that and make it in WordPress core, which I think is awesome. Yes. But the way they're trying to do it is that it's still an, a regular editor, like what you're used to right now. Yep. So instead of um, it being a page builder that breaks many other plugins, it's going to support everything that the regular editor supports um, as long as they, are, they continue on this path. Um, 
because they're still using the editor and they're just basically what they're doing is they're giving you a blank slate of an editor and you can drop in these content blocks, which are basically additional editors. Yeah. I love so it. It's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, and then you can, right now, the, there's no drag ability up and down, but there's an up and down arrow for each block, so okay. you can move things. Well, good. Um, I mean, it's definitely all uh, steps in the right direction. I think the reason we keep yeah. talking about it is because in case you update and all of a sudden something is there that wasn't there before, we want you to know why. <laughs> yeah, and, and we will definitely make an announcement when this is a, in the official version. Yeah. My guess is it'll be WordPress 5.0. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. That's my guess. I mean, Matt Mullowick, who's leading this big update, it's, which is all about user uh, interface and uh, user experience and things like that, uh, he's not putting version numbers on these, and he's not. There's no set release times. He's doing it when it's done; it'll be released. Right. Yeah, so. he talked about that in that uh, state of the word, which I think Correct, he, yeah. you know he definitely tries to have as much full transparency as possible. Um, yeah. So, so if you want to see this, try it out for yourself. Again, it's not 100% fun- functional. But if you want to try it out for yourself, visit the show notes. Click on the link because uh, it's a very complicated URL to just yeah. listen to. It's so. a wordpress.github. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. And we should say we have uh, show notes for every episode. So if there's ever yes. something that you hear and you're like, what did they say? It's that we have a full transcript and any and all links we talked about. Um, just because, again, audio is, is hard sometimes or when you're in the car or when you're watching. Um, so we want to give you as much as we can. Um, so the second part of the news is uh, recently, I don't when did 4.7 come out? A couple of months ago. Yeah, 4.7 was a couple of months ago and then 4.7.1 was like a week or two later. Right. So 4.7.1 came out pretty immediately and then 4.7.2 came out a couple of weeks after that. But so I normally recommend you wait a couple weeks, but these are both security updates. And um, yep. if you haven't already, you should update right now. So I actually got hacked. <laughs> I was on 4.7.1, but not 4.7.2. And somehow they got in and, you know, I follow best practices when it comes to keywords and um, passwords and logins and I have plugins and it still happens. So If you aren't on 4.7.2, I would pause this recording, go update. (laughs) Um, Is the site that was hacked, was it, is it running Jetpack? No, we had taken that off. Yeah. Is it running anything that uses the REST API? Yes. Which is, it is. Okay. So the the vulnerability that was in 4.7.1, which was fixed in 4.7.2, is related to REST API. Basically what that means, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's basically a remote, um, it, it's a feature, it's a, it's a, a code that allows something to uh, connect remotely to your site. Right. Um, there's two forms of this in WordPress. One is XML RPC, which is built into WordPress core. And the other is the REST API, which is very basic in WordPress core. And you can, themes and plugins can add on top of it. So what plugins um, would use it? My understanding was... Things that connect to Facebook use the REST API. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know if there's a Facebook plugin that does, but there are many. Like WooCommerce has one. Right. Uh, like if you if you use WooCommerce and you want to use their iOS app, then it needs the REST API to talk back and forth. Okay. Um, so th- things like that. Uh, Jetpack uses it. Right. Um, so many things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. but even if you don't necessarily know if you have REST API or Jetpack, I would go in and do it anyway. <laughs> Yes. It's, yes. Because it really yes. isn't a question of if you're going to get hacked. 
And it's not because of who you are or what your services are. It's just literally because there are thousands of robots out there searching for WordPress sites that they can get into. So to them, you're just a number and it's just a matter of time. So... Update I will also say that it, there are many security plugins that were on top of this vulnerability, like WordFence and Security. Right. If you're using their plugins, they're already blocking this. Um, yeah. iTheme Security, I think, was doing the same thing. They're already blocking that that hack that could happen. Yeah, so, we didn't have those. So I had actually just gone yeah. through a transfer, uh, a new theme, and so some changes had happened. So maybe I was particularly vulnerable in that situation because it was right after those changes. Um, mm. But... Yeah, no, it was just like, are you kidding? <laughs> Did I just get hacked? <laughs> yeah, so. it, it can happen, that's for sure. Right, um, so that's what we're saying, is no matter how cautious or careful you are, those you're being cautious and careful because your website's your business, right? I mean, it's yeah. your storefront. I, I will also say, um, there are some naysayers who say WordPress is not good because it's so easy to get hacked. And I will say... It's just as easy to get hacked on Squarespace right. or Wix or Weebly Correct. or wherever you are. Correct. You're um, just reliant on them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's and there's just, arguments for and against yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're running a WordPress site. Majority of the internet's running WordPress. Uh, so you're more vulnerable because you're running WordPress because of how popular it is. Right. Not because it's just WordPress and it's easy to hack. Right. And, you know. And I think that that's also where the relationship with your host, which we talk about all the time, is really important, too. Because if you don't feel that you can call your host and say, like, I just got hacked, please help me, um, then you're on the wrong host. No matter how much or how little you're paying, uh, that is a service that needs to be included. And, you know, if you're on a host and you don't know the answer to that question, then pick up the phone and call them and say, what if I got hacked? What would you do to help me? Um, And if they say anything like, well, you have to pay for the service... That's another red flag, too. Like, that should be included in yeah. whatever well, you're paying. So it, it really depends on the situation. And this is, this is actually a pretty good topic um, before we get into the Photoscribe stuff. Yeah. Um, so not all hosts will, even manage hosts, will do a site cleaning um, of your site if the hack is your fault. Okay. For so example, what does that mean? If your password is a 123456. Right. That's a problem. That's not that's not the host's fault. That's your fault. Right. That doesn't that doesn't require a robot to figure out. That just means somebody's going there and typing in admin in one two three four five six. Which, you if know. you have that, please change it and yes. don't be ashamed yes, because like a lot of people have that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think at one point we need to get. Um, I forgot who mentioned it, but the hack repair guy, um, who's an independent hack repair person. Yeah. Um, he doesn't work for a bigger company. He does it on his own. I think we might get him on the show and give us some basics. Now, I could go ahead and say it, you know, all, all the basics, like don't use the admin as right. your username. <laughs> um, but I think it would be good for we get somebody on like him to, and I can't, I don't know his, his real name. I just know that it's the hack repair dude or something like that. Um, <laughs> well, he's he just, branded he well. Just followed, he just followed me on Twitter, so I'll, I'll be able to reach out to him. Um, somebody like him who can break it down for yeah. all photographers to understand some of the basics they can do. Um, so anyway, it's a, it's a great topic for us to, this yeah. is our last until episode 40, just Scott and I, WPPI kind of, uh, sort of got into w- w- the guests that we were talking to, but we have some great ones lined up, um, yeah. for 36, 37, 38 and 39. Yeah. And, uh, episode 35, the next episode is one of those snap episodes. It's gonna be a short five minute 
five minute episode. And then episode 36 is with Lena Hyde from Design Glow. I am oh, so excited for that me one. Me too. Yes. Because yeah. she has a lot of web properties and how she uses WordPress and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be launching a podcast soon. So I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. That's so. awesome. All, All right. right. Okay, well, let's so, get into my yes. news, which we. Um, so Imagely is, you know, where this podcast lives. Um, but I am along for the ride just because I love WordPress and I love what Imagely is doing. Um, and we've talked about Photoscribe, but, um, you know, we're going to get into a little bit about what it is and then what this merge happened because I, I truly couldn't be happier with the support that Shoot.edit is providing and the growth that I am uh, seeing and allowed to do with their infrastructure. So all good things over here. But yeah. we probably should start because the biggest question is how do you spell Photoscribe? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and 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 this is again. If you, even if Rachel spells this out for you letter by letter, <laughs> visit the show notes if you really want to just click on the link and and see it. Yeah, because right. the one thing um, we didn't think of with an audio format, even video, is that because it's spelled weird. Um, so it's spelled F O T O S K R I B E. So it's actually the Swedish word for photo writer. Um, so I did, when I named it, I wanted it to be Googleable, right? And the, the sound of the letter K um, is actually really good for words. And I did all this research, and so Photoscribe came in and the spelling of it. And I truly never thought that hearing the word Photoscribe is different than spelling it the way that I chose yeah. to spell it. So <laughs> lesson learned when you name your business, make it easy to spell. <laughs> um, so... Uh, what does Photoscribe do? Um, so we blog for photographers. Um, that's pretty much, you know, the tagline. But it really is what we do. We get photographers on a schedule. So our most popular package is once a week at the same day and the same time, which caters to Google robots who make up 60% of the web. Um, we get you on a schedule and we do everything. We rename your images. We uh, take a form input so that we are able to capture our, your voice with a series of writers. Um, we make sure if you're in WordPress that it's optimized for SEO. If you have the Yoast SEO plugin installed, we fill it out, which we highly recommend. If you have CoSchedule installed, we make sure that that's connected. So you're giving us a form and high-res images, and we're handing you back a fully uh, ready-to-go blog post at the same day and the same time. Um, the reason we sort of gel so well with Shoot.edit is we really also subscribe to their 90-10 policy of outsourcing, where we are getting you 90% of the way there, but there's still the opportunity for you to add that 10%, um, that special sauce, that voice that only you can do, which is what makes you different from every other photographer out there. So yeah. that's what. So you're kind of starting. Is. So you're kind of starting. Um, you're kind of starting with they're giving you the 10%, and then you're finishing it off. Right? right. So like they're giving you the their own word and then you're taking their words in their way and you're turning that into a blog post. Whereas right. shoot.edit, um, they're getting the photographer's photos, processing it, and then the photographers can finish it up. Yeah, and we it's still let like the, a, Right. Yeah. But we still let the photographers in to finish it off when the blog is complete. So with oh, we so you're schedule not scheduling it. You're just you're not scheduling, well, we you're just okay. Yeah, we're scheduling it for like 6 p.m. and I'm giving them a final version at noon. So they have six ah, okay, hours to go in. Yeah, um, but they I don't see. have to. I mean, that's the whole point here. Right, but yeah, right. no, I definitely want to give time 
Um, because I know I'd want to check, right? Anything that's public facing, oh, yeah. right? As a brand ambassador. And, and then we have, I mean, so Photoscribe started four years ago um, and it was very local here in the Boston sort of photography community. And then I started getting uh, photographers from all over the world, which was awesome. Um, but I could never scale it to where I really truly thought it would be. Um, just because my strength isn't necessarily marketing, it's more in uh, the operational side of things, which I love. I love to blog. Um, I have a friend who would rather do 500 burpees than blog, and I think she's crazy. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so shoot.edit and I sort of came to this point where um, I value the... I value their values. I think just like Imagely, um, I've been really fortunate in the photography space to partner with businesses that I would do business with because the people behind them are good people. Um, and I, I really believe in Imagely, obviously being here, and I really believe in Shoot.Edit, and I've worked with them. So when I was sort of out looking for partners, um, you know, it was really just like, a duh moment like why didn't we do this yeah. before <laughs> yeah and so so how's the how has the uh the sort of the transition been has it been uh smooth bumps in the road oh, i'm sure there's bumps but like has it been uh it's been a hundred percent pleasant migration over there or is there still like uh i mean you you you're perfectly happy you, you uh still on the fence on some things or how's it how's it going overall so far yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it relates any entrepreneur, right? Anyone who starts a business and sort of has the passion into it, um, letting some of it go is always hard. Um, so I really had to get to a point where I had to recognize that I had gotten to the absolute limit that I could do in my existing structure, which I had a team of writers, but truthfully, I was doing the majority of the work. And so then it's always this time versus money sort of uh, trade-off. So it's a lot like having a baby and, you know, the baby grows up and at some point you have to like let it go to school. And so in in my mind, this was kind of letting it go to school. Um but I'll be honest, again, because my values are so closely aligned with the shoot.edit values um, in terms of I value really amazing customer service. Like I will go above and beyond for my photographers. Um, they will also do the same thing. And they're doing it at a scale that I can really only imagine. So in a lot of ways, I'm learning from them. Um, they also, because they have a really strong team, they're able to say like, okay, this is probably not worth your time, where I'm like, oh, but I want to do it. But you're right. There are people that could do the same quality, level of quality, and, you know, at a different sort of level of skill, yeah. right? So the so the writers that you were working with, they kind of went over there, went to shoot at it with you? Like they're they did, still working yeah. with... Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. So, so, the, so the people who have been... Uh, so the, the photographers that they've been writing for, in theory... Could still they could still be writing for them now? Yeah, so there's been no change on the operational side as of yet. So far, it's only been marketing, cool. and it hasn't been a uh, sales. It's literally just been uh, an introduction. But even that introduction has provided because of again the resources that Shoot.edit has in terms of um, their market reach and the people that they've cultivated their um, 
their client base is so obviously it's the exact same client base that Photoscribe goes to. So it's been really interesting to see just being able to reach more uh, photographers, not even in like a salesy way, but just be like, hey, Photoscribe exists has brought in uh, people. And, you know, uh, I just love meeting new photographers and I've been so fortunate these past couple of weeks to really connect with photographers again that I wouldn't have been able to just by myself um, and see different situations and see different applications of WordPress and see Squarespace and PhotoBiz and show it. And um, at this point, I've done over 2000 photography blogs myself. Um, so I really have a spread of what a blog means for a photographer on many different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been able to help photographers give them advice on, you know, maybe the H2 tag isn't the right tag for this. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that in terms of SEO. Yeah. Let's just get it out there. So my next, the next thing I was going to ask you was, uh, you know, or, or talk about was the fact that you're not just blogging. You know, you're right. not just filling in their SEO metadata. You're not just scheduling their social media to use co-schedule. You're actually, if something stands out that looks off on their website in general. Right. You're actually giving them advice beyond just the blog, right? Um, like, like, right. like something. I mean, do you want do you want to talk about what happened recently? You don't. We don't have to like name the company that did this, but do you want to talk about what happened recently and what, uh, what, what how it caught your attention and? Yeah, what's I mean, I think this is that? so. Again, our next question is: What does it mean going forward? You know, I can source out the writers and I can source out the image collagers, but at some point, there's this level of customer service that only a few people would do and you know me being the the highest level of that and there's a few trusted people that already are at shoot.edit that I you know would already bring on for that side but it's having that high level look of um you know this is your only blog so you may you know you may think that it's right for you or you may get advice um but I have 2000 blogs so the advice that you're getting isn't necessarily correct so one of my photographers was um, given the advice to use header tags as opposed to a paragraph tag to simply make the font size larger. So their problem was they wanted the font size to be larger. Um, and the advice that they were given was use the header tag. Now there's H1, H2, and H3, and there's obviously H4 and H5 too, but for this purpose, um, the... Um, the header tag H3 was the option to make the font size larger. The truth is, is that the paragraph tag should be the tag for the main text. And the solution should have been that that tag should have been increased in the CSS. It's a little bit harder, right? It's going to take somebody time to do that. It's only harder because they're not using the right platform for... (laughs) For for what they're... Right. If, If they were using a better platform like WordPress... There wouldn't be an issue about changing a font size. It'd be quick and painless without any code. But well, because they're using a platform that doesn't give them the ability to change the font right, size. Right, right. So using a code. closed platform, meaning yeah. somebody else has to do that for you. Correct. But exactly. even WordPress, I mean, let's be fair. Even WordPress, if you ask the average photographer to change the CSS of the P tag, right? Right. They would need oh, yeah. to reach out to somebody for that, too. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But that's, but that's, that's my whole point, is that um, they wouldn't... They, they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't right. have to uh, do any custom code just to change the font size. Or if they needed to, they could go to the theme developer. They could go to their host. Right. They could go exactly. to a, a number of people that no one would tell them no. 
Right. Because the point of WordPress is it's all open source. So this exactly. photographer was told, no, you have to use yeah. header tags. And so I was able to interject and say, actually, and, and the excuse is always because it's for SEO. Like, how many times do you hear that? Because it's better for SEO. Well, SEO is this super changing thing. Yeah. Like, you know, photographers should be worried about their aperture sizes, not SEO, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and really, it's bad advice uh, because if you're telling people, to only use header tags as your entire blog content, that's that's horrible advice. Right, because <laughs> you can SEO. actually get penalized yeah. negatively by Google, which I didn't mm-hmm. know until probably the past year or so, but things like keyword stuffing will get you negatively. Yeah. I don't know if using too many header tags will get you uh, penalized, like put it in a bad way, but I wouldn't be surprised, and it would definitely be something that I wouldn't be comfortable telling someone to do. So it, it wouldn't be a penalty as far as SEO? It would be just... You know, Google wouldn't know what the point of the article is as far as the topic. So it right. wouldn't help your it wouldn't help the blog post rank in any way by having only header tags. And we should tell you, so WordPress brings in H1 tags in the title. You don't actually yeah. want to assign any H1 tags in the blog post because yeah. you're already bring that. You only want one H1 tag. H2 tags are really appropriate for uh, headlines. Like if you're doing five reasons to blog an engagement session, those five reasons should be in H2 tags, and then all the rest of the body text should be in uh, a uh, paragraph tag because that tells Google what's important. The title, the H1 tag is your blog title. The H2 tags are the five reasons, and then the paragraph text is the paragraph text, right? It's the thing that you want to read and go into if you have the time. So they're doing that, what's that, TLDR thing? Those Mm. are the headers. That's when you use those. Photographers also don't necessarily need to use a lot of headers because we have so many images. So on a wedding blog post, I don't necessarily use any H2 tags because there's a story and then 20, 50, 70 images. And those, that amount of images also helps Google to, to rank higher in SEO as long as you're keywording them better, as long as you're making sure that you have alt tags for those things. So again, it's knowing your industry and the way that you use uh, WordPress. Yeah. Um, so knowing shoot.edit's uh, more recent, I don't know, they, they changed their policy uh, maybe two or three years ago where they weren't just taking on any wedding photographers. Now they're, they're very specific. They have a minimum requirement for their wedding clients, um, the amount of weddings they do, the um, I don't know what the other requirements are specifically, but they have these minimum requirements. Yep. Um, because Shoot Edit now is uh, the the uh, the the parent company of Photoscribe. Right. Will Photoscribe have the same minimum requirements, yep. um, or you know, the minimum requirements in general, or are they st- are you still going to be taking on whoever wants the service? So Photoscribe is still a separate company. We have separate client bases. Uh, The nuances are are very subtle because uh, Shoot.Edit really is the number one post-processing for wedding photographers. But we at Photoscribe have a lot of success with not only wedding photographers, but portrait photographers, senior photographers, boudoir photographers, because they all sort of have a client base that needs their story told through blogs. so Shoot.Edit and Photoscribe are still two different companies. Shoot.Edit is just the parent company. So it's like Photoscribe, comma, a Shoot.Edit company. Um, right. Shoot.Edit is the parent company. Um, Photoscribe is a separate company with separate operations. 
the benefit so far is that we've been able to tap into their team structure, which is a group of really awesome people who care about photographers. Like, you go in there and anybody will talk to you about Aperture or WordPress or SEO <laughs> or blogging yeah. or, you know, image size. And, you know, you don't really get that in any other company. Um, although I have to say there are, there are so many companies um, in the photography space that I love, like Fundy, Lens Protego, Imagely. Um, but for me, Shoot.Edit, the business that they are in for photographers of outsourcing editing is so similar to the business yep. that Photoscribe is yeah. in, in outsourcing blogging. So Without a doubt. It's also been a It was paradigm. definitely the perfect fit. Oh it my gosh, right? It was definitely the perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, it really, it, I mean, and yeah. it's been years sort of in the making, but again, as an entrepreneur, I had to sort of let it grow and let it grow to a point where I could let it go. <laughs> um, it's hard. And, and I hope as a listener, you guys understand that when you own your own business, like you want to do everything a certain way, but sometimes yeah. bringing other people in, yeah, yeah, it really opens I mean, look, up. Look at the Youngrins. You know, actually, the Youngrins who acquired Bauman photographers from Jared Bauman, who owns Shoot.Edit. Yeah. You know, they've got people running their wedding business. Yeah. They, you know, they've got three wedding businesses. As uh, I don't know what episode they were on, four or five, or one of the early ones. Yep. If you want to learn really more about this, uh, look for our early episode with the Youngrins. Um, they have three f- wedding photography businesses, each with different clientele uh, and types of clientele, and. The only one that they're actively, the the two photographers on, are the Youngrins. Right. Like, they're the, the two of them. The other two businesses are their employees doing the work. Yeah. So, you just gotta, sometimes you got to let things go. Yeah, and, and I've worked closely with their studio manager when she was transitioning on to help find those voices. Um, and I have to say, like, they have an amazing team. Again, it's a, it's a group of people yeah. who really care about photographers and about their clients and about customer service. And those kind of people, I, I truly believe that if you have that kind of passion and that kind of understanding about your target market, those are the people that succeed because they will go above and beyond what they where they need to be or where they feel like they need to be for their clients. And again, as photographers, I think we can all learn that, too, like, who hasn't had the wedding client who is a total nut job, right? Sometimes kindness can be the right thing and sometimes being, you know, a little bit harder with that and understanding where your customer service goes um, is helpful. But I have to say I've had both. I've had amazing clients and I've had ones that I've had to part ways with. But having another group of people to be able to have those conversations with, like shoot at it it's already helped me to be like, oh, I get to talk about this with someone, like not my cat, <laughs> although he cares, yeah. <laughs> right? So again, yeah. you know, having a team, um, I'm a total control freak, but having a team, even the podcast here with Scott and I, like we talk about things, we talk about what's going on in the industry, and I love those conversations. So that's again where uh, Shoot Dead Edit has sort of brought that into my life, like, oh, well, here's what I think I should do for this client. What do you think? Here's their recommendations. All right, those are great. Let's let's come somewhere in the middle, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's um, talk more about uh, blogging, why it's important, how it relates to WordPress. Um, like, let's. Um, why do you think? Um, and we both know the answer to this. But <laughs> why? Why? Why is blogging so important for photographers to do? And why 
beyond that, why they should they consider, or at what point should they consider? Okay, multiple questions. Why should they consider, and what point should they consider outsourcing their blogging? So, how does it? Why is it important? Um, why should they consider outsourcing, and when should they consider outsourcing? Yeah, it's it's a really good question. Obviously, there are a thousand layers. So, I just recently <laughs> on Instagram saw a little like uh, mem that was like content is king, which we've heard about for how many years? A million, right? As photographers, we're told we have to blog. Well, the second part of that was content is king, but consistency is the new queen. And I really resonated with that because I think photographers should blog. You you really, it's not even wh- why you blog, it's you should be blogging because it helps get the stories out of your clients. It helps give them a place to come back to. It helps share your favorite images. It's truly the only place, the only marketing place that you control. Like even if you put something on Facebook, you don't control where it goes or who sees it. Um, so you should be blogging, but on top of that, you should be blogging consistently. So just as simple as the same day and the same time every week, time isn't as important as the day, but, um, that consistency part is almost harder than creating a blog. So we're giving people a task blogging, which is not easy if you're a visual person, right? Adding 300 words to something is really daunting. Um, and then we're telling them, well, in order to get the most bang for that, you should then also do it on a schedule, you know, plan things out, which again, for photographers is like, are you kidding me? Like, that's really hard to do. It's hard for me to do, right? So that's where Photoscribe uh, works in terms of being a partner. Um, And I think the word outsource, it really should be like an, it should be also the word partnership. Like, Whoever you choose to outsource with, you're not just handing it off and walking away, unless that's what you want. But from a brand point of view, you are your brand. So I would yeah. caution that. Um, so and and the this actually that what you just said is 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 also what Shoot.edit does with the post processing. Right. It's not just photographers sending it to them and walking away. It's them working with the photographer to make sure that Shoot.edit has their style down pat in their presets. Right. And that's where they're going, the direction of capturing new styles. And they're, you know, um, I think at WPPI, they just announced their new style match. I mean, there really is great things happening in their outsourcing space. And blogging is something that isn't as tangible. So, Blogging is never going to be the screaming baby in the room, right? Your clients are always going to want their edited images, and they're going to call you and yell at you until you give it to them. So it made sense to outsource your editing first. Blogging, nobody's going to call you and say, like, where is my wedding blog, right? But the perception of if you're not blogging, you're not working. The reality is you're not blogging because you're so busy, right? But the perception to your clients and your potential clients is, Hey, I know that photographer shot my friend's wedding, but they never blogged it. Did they not like them? Did they not like the images? Are they too just not working? Like, what's going on? So by blogging and setting the expectation that, you know, the work that you do, you're also going to share, it it, it only helps your business. I mean, we can take SEO aside. Putting your client stories out there gives them a, a place to tell your story, you know? relationship good word of mouth yeah um it gets them to share it around with their friends and family and right. you can get more more business from it right yeah it's there's so many benefits it's but it's you're hard. right when you said there's a lot of layers but it's hard right <laughs> yeah. i mean even me like okay 
Thursday's my blog day. I have to get a blog up by Thursday. Like, but I have 8,000 other things to do. Everyone does, right? So this is where um, I almost wish wish there was a photo scribe for me. And again, this is kind of where Shoot Dead Edit comes in because they have a whole marketing department. (laughs) You know, it's better to do it with someone. I've had clients reach out to me and be like, I have no idea what to blog about this week. And so we brainstorm. You know, it takes five minutes out of my day to answer these emails to go back and forth and be a true partner for them. And so then they're like, wait, all right, I have those images. Let's let's do this blog post. Um, do, do you do you help your clients figure out when the best time to um, post a blog is on like when, how to create their schedules? I don't. I give them the option. We blog Tuesday through Friday. So I give them the mm-hmm. option of the day um, and then we promise to have it up by 6 p.m. Um, and then again, they can change that at their will. I mean, the problem, Scott, is, is you and I have talked about this. You kind of need testing to try out different times of day. And again, that's a brand decision. So I don't ever want to pretend to be an authority on their brand and their market. So, so my suggestion, um, and I completely agree. There is, it's always testing and the testing never ends. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, cause I found uh, on my own site, uh, me blogging Tuesdays and Thursdays was the same traffic as me blogging just Tuesdays. So I cut out one. Yeah. I cut out one, one to one a week from two to week. Um, so uh, the way to to start figuring out how to what what's the best day and time to to post your blog posts is to look at your Google Analytics. Hopefully, you have Google Analytics analytics right. hooked up. And that's one of see the questions when, I ask. <laughs> yeah, see uh, see when you get the most traffic, right? Yep. And then you can actually dig in in the analytics to find out exactly what day of the week that is yep. and what hour of the day that is. Right. And you might find out that it's happening whenever you post a blog post already. Right. But you may find out that it's another day when you're not posting anything. And then if that happens, you know to that's change the your exact day. day and time that right. you want to start. Right. And you start there and you see how your analytics goes and you just keep track of it over time. Well, it's not even starting there. It's starting by getting on the schedule because yeah, you're not exactly. going to get the even the organic SEO until you hit that schedule. And then when you hit that schedule, if we right. help you get it up Thursday at 6 p.m., and then, you know, you've got the analytics and you analyze it and you want to change it to Tuesday at 1 p.m. I think that's awesome. Like, I love that kind of feedback of, again, a true partnership. Like, we've got you on the schedule. You've done the research for your brand and your market. You have a different time. We switch that time immediately, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's hard. Again, photographers, their full-time business is taking images. And their second is client communication. So blogging is is always going to be the bottom of that to-do list. And what I'm saying is it shouldn't be. But here's right. a solution to help you do that, you know. Yeah. So, so I, well, I want yeah, to talk about how blogging and WordPress. Do you yeah. want to jump into that? Um, yeah. So uh, I know that WordPress a lot of times come, comes across as a blogging platform. when right. it, that's, it is how it started. WordPress is now a full content management solution that right. also has the blogging built into it. Right. Um, so we all have our own workflows. And if you don't have a workflow yet, you're going to want to um, come up with one. Um, and if hopefully if you can, if you're at the point where it's time for it to outsource, you get Photoscribe involved with your workflow. But um, Or shoot at edit. Again, the editing part, you have to find what point yeah. is painful for you. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons that uh, WordPress does so well with uh, on in SEO wise 
is actually because of the blogging aspect right. of it. Right. Because search search engines, they know that if somebody has a WordPress website, they're most likely going to be using the blog, which means there's going to be dynamic content, there's right. going to be moving things on the site. Um, and and what I mean by that is, if you if you're posting every Tuesday and you have a, a WordPress theme that all has a the latest blog posts on the homepage, that means your homepage is actually changing every week. Right. Right. Something is actually changing on the site and on the home and the search engines love that. Right. Well, then the search means, engines look for that. Dynamic content yeah, they, they, is the yeah. number one thing that they're looking for yeah. and they learn to reference your site. Yep. It also means you could put recent posts or popular posts in a widget area, yep. like in a sidebar or footer. You could also link related posts using a WordPress plugin um, you can link related posts underneath the your your new blog post. You can link related posts to another one that was in the same venue, for example, right. or or so on, and do it with images and text. So it's it's visual and it gets people keep moving, and it also gets search engines to see. Okay, this one's probably related because it's interlinking. Right. Um. So so SEO wise, there's a lot of benefit uh, on the WordPress side to 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 blogging regularly. Well, and photographers have fifty percent of the hard work done. You guys have beautiful images. <laughs> like a lot of people who put blogging on their tax form, they might have the words and then they search for the images. They create them, they source them, you know. I mean, in some ways, photographers have half of the work done, almost the harder work, depending on who you talk to, and you have to <laughs> find the words. But you also have intrinsic stories from your clients. You are telling, in your images, you are telling a story of that moment in time, whatever that moment may be, from a wedding, from a newborn to a family session where somebody lost their tooth for that year. Those are memories that those families want to remember. And those are really good blog stuff that you can also then interject your own personal feelings and your own personal connections so that the potential clients, and I know we talked about the youngers and they talk about their dreamies. um, Yep. You can connect with more of those dreamies, those target clients, through blogging your true personal thoughts. I mean, and in some cases, you may alienate, like if you're a vegan, you may alienate the meat lovers. But that's kind of okay, too, because they are not your target clients. So there is value to not only bringing in your target clients, but also in making clear who is not your target clients before you get them through the door and have the conversations and spend the time. So there's value both ways. But WordPress is actually how I thought of Photoscribe um, because I love WordPress, obviously. um, And my photographer friends, because I was a photographer, would say, can you just blog for me? And I would say, no, it has to be your voice. It has to be, you know, you, your brand. And they were like, here's my money. And I said, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so at first, I only blogged on WordPress platforms. Um, but the the art of blogging, the work of blogging, the task of blogging really is across any platform. It can be on Squarespace, on um, Show It, which has a WordPress component, on PhotoBiz, which has their own blog platform. Um, but... I personally feel, and I know Scott does too, that you get the most bang for your buck when you have a WordPress site and a WordPress blog. We have everything in all in one place. Um, so that's why we're here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm 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 excited for the future of Photoscribe for you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, I I I like I said earlier, I think it's the perfect fit. 
uh, with shoot.edit. And I, I see, I see a lot more photographers now finding out about it. And, um, and hopefully if they're at the point where they're ready for outsourcing, um, or if they, or if they're curious, Right. If they should, and they want to talk to you more about it, yeah, reach out, um, please. They, we have a they great should definitely. Team. Yeah, so yeah. so um, we're going to link to the Photoscribe website again. It's F O T O S K R I B E, but we will link to it in the show notes. So if you need to go to the show notes, imagely dot com slash podcast slash thirty four, and you'll be able to uh, go to the Photoscribe website. Uh, you can even read the official announcement. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, um, and, and, and you and, ask me if I'm happy, I am ecstatic. You know, <laughs> did I ever think that this would be a transition period? No, but I am so glad that it is. And, and I think, again, whether you're starting your photography journey, whether you're in the middle of your photography journey, or whether you've been doing this forever, like, never underestimate the power of team and the power of, I mean, the the, the this podcast kind of came out of the blue too, but I believe in Imagely. I believe you guys are the best WordPress solution for photographers. Like again, it's it's about partnership. And when I started Photoscribe four years ago as a photographer, I couldn't have imagined sort of the journey of this. And I am just so happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for you. I know you've been, uh, you know, this, this has been going on for a while, and it's glad to see it done and and. Uh... And, and growth. And one thing I'm really looking forward to is to the point where, uh, when, um, shoot, edit decides, okay, it's time to bring Photoscribe to WPPI. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, there, and then there's a big Photoscribe booth. That's, that's right. Yeah, we'll take pictures. Awesome. And, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that to happen Great. at some point. Well, and thank it will, you. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll so. see. Yeah. Again, it's a journey, right? You never know, yeah. but we know we're here right now, and the next steps are the next steps, whatever they may be. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if you have been enjoying this episode, if you're enjoying uh, you know previous episodes and you're looking forward to future episodes, we'd love to uh, have your thoughts on iTunes. You know, the more you know reviews that we get on iTunes, the more people find out about the podcast. So just go to iTunes, search for the WordPress Photography Podcast, or just search for Imagely, um, and that'll come up in the iTunes search yep. for the podcast, and then you can leave a review. And I think we just had the two or three this past week, so that's, uh, that's fantastic stuff. Awesome. And so next um, episode 35 is our short five-minute tips, which have been really yeah. well-received, so we appreciate yeah. that. Um, and, and it's about it's about co-schedule. Oh, nice. We, Perfect. You know, yeah. It's another one talking about co-schedule, so it kind of relates to this topic. Cool. <laughs> And then so, um, we'll be talking to Lena from Design Aglow, which we yeah. are both excited about. So tune in uh, for episode 36. Yeah. And uh, we are, I'm, I'm working on getting uh, smart, uh, smart Albums. Um, I think it's Pixaloo is the, is the parent company. Yep. Smart Albums just released Smart Slides. Yes, and, which I've seen. Yep. Uh, so I, I play with it a bunch, and it's pretty neat. And I think we're going to try to get Daniel from, from Smart Albums, Smart Slides, on the show to talk about um, sl- videos and and how they're important for photography websites. So awesome. that should be coming in the future as well. So, yeah. and if you uh, have any people that you would like us to talk about, I mean, we talk about everything relating to websites, not just WordPress. Um, but you know, if there are ever topics, we we very much welcome that feedback. And you can get to um, I think there's a Q and A form on the Imagely site, yep. um, Imagely dot com slash podcast slash Q, and awesome. you can uh, ask your questions to get. Uh, talked about in the show, which is actually coming up in episode 40 will be the next Q&A episode. Yep. All right. Well, thank wow. you, Scott. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, thank, thank you. I, you know, again, I'm so happy for you, and uh, I look forward to, to seeing what Photoscribe is doing more you know, as time goes by. So Awesome. Cool. Me too. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. You can find, again, you can find today's, uh, the show notes from today's episode at imagery.com slash podcast slash 34. 34. Thank yeah. you. So, until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.